but as a guest, you know, I want to be where people are happy and engaged. I don't necessarily want to go into a place where I'm just, I'm just another uh, order going into the kitchen. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Local Marketing Lab, where you get real-world insights from industry pros to help you drive local revenue and local growth. This podcast is brought to you by Evocalize, digital marketing tools powered by local data that automatically work where and when your locations need it most. Learn more at evocalize.com. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Local Marketing Lab. Today, joining us in the lab, we have a chef with over 35 years in the culinary space. He's an author of a bunch of books, including his latest, Be a Better Chef, a recipe for culinary leadership for the new kitchen culture. He's a culinary career coach, host of Chef Life Radio podcast, and co-host of the Turning the Table podcast, Chef Adam Lamb. Welcome to the lab. Thank you, Justin. And uh, <laughs> sponsored by our good friends at Evocalize. That's right. <laughs> Dude, I'm so excited to have you on the show. I know this is kind of a, an odd switch, you know, uh, having you being the podcast host and now you're the guest, but uh, super excited to have you on. Thank you, brother. I'm uh, very excited to be here. And uh, I, especially talking about a subject that is kind of like at the tip of everybody's tongue right now. There seems to be a lot of conversation around marketing now that most restaurant operations seem to have like found their legs again and, and, are, and yeah. are moving at breakneck speed. And of course, with the advent of AI, that's also something that everybody's talking about, even though they might not necessarily mm. know where it fits in. So uh, I'm really excited for the conversation. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, getting back into it, you know, a lot of times I, I would imagine that folks are thinking, oh, I have to do everything all again to start everything back up. And and sometimes that can be paralyzing. What we like to do is just talk about, hey, you know, like if you're just to get started today, let's get started doing something. Test right. into what works because what you used to what you used to do may not work as well uh, mm-hmm. post COVID and, you know, uh, just kind of go from there. But I guess to kick things off. Why don't you just start with telling us a little bit about your background and, and what keeps sure. you busy? Yeah, I started uh, washing dishes when I was 15 years old at the local restaurant uh, where my dad hung out. He was a college professor. So uh, it was kind of cool to see him uh, in a different light other than the family dynamic. Turned mm-hmm. out he was a pretty garrious guy. I'd love to talk to the waitresses. And, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, you know, I was walking past the kitchen one night at, trying to put away all these dishes and there were two cooks uh, in the kitchen, uh, both women, one was, her name was Artelia White. She had a gold tooth and she would chat to everybody through the window. And the other woman <laughs> was as thin as, uh, thin and severe as, uh, Artelia was, uh, open and fun. And <laughs> one night I walked past the kitchen and they were involved in this dance I'd never seen before. They weren't really speaking to one another. It was a very busy night, but they were moving <laughs> back and forth between one another. And it seemed to be like this highly orchestrated symphony. And, um, <laughs> I, I stood there in the doorway and thought, I, whatever that is, man, I want to get me some. So it just seems so beautiful. <laughs> and so that dream of the dance is something that's been kind of kept me moving all the way through my career. I worked in restaurants, hotels, multi-entertainment complexes. I've done a back of the house, front of the house. I've worked as, uh, as employees to uh, big corporations, small corporations, mom and pops. I've seen uh, just about all there is. Um, and over the last, um, I'd say three or four years, I even got into mm. the, um, retirement home space, which was a revelation for me. I thought, oh my God, why, why did, why didn't I do this years before? Because it was a whole different vibe in that 
environment. And the food is just as engaging as it would be anywhere else. So I've got a lot of experience underneath my belt. I speak a lot about uh, health and um, uh, mental wellness in the industry, mm. uh, drugs and addiction, uh, corporate culture, culture change, change management, and have landed on being a culinary career coach because that's what people were calling me and asking me about. I mean, it seemed like mm. for the re- my entire career, people were like, hey, how do you do this? How do you do that? How do I move up? How do I do this? And so mm-hmm. I just decided to start doing that professionally. And it's been very, very rewarding. Very, very cool. Yeah, it's it's awesome mm-hmm. to talk to people who get their start, you uh-huh. know, with such passion and, and inspiration uh, rather than just being motivated to do something, you know, yeah. just wanting to... Yeah striving to be, become the best at, at doing something like you did at such a young age is, is really cool mm-hmm. to hear. Um, I love that you have such a wealth of experience uh, across all facets of, of the restaurant. Like you talked about front of house, back of house, uh, it, basically everything from an operation standpoint, mm-hmm. given that experience and doing it for so long, what would you say is the most important aspect of local marketing? Well, I think you started uh, you mentioned it uh, at the very beginning of the conversation. We were talking about okay, trying things, um, looking at your metrics, see what kind of return on investment that you're getting. Um, you know, I've been in the podcast space since 2014, and a lot of podcasters are out there um, marketing themselves across a lot of different social media channels. They think mm-hmm. that oh, now TikTok's the new thing, or this is the new thing. Um, I think what you have to do is you have to start with the content. Um, I create good content and start out by just focusing on one or two social media platforms. Like um, mm. currently the, the, the wisdom is, is that most podcasters who are, um, who are making a living doing podcasting focus on two outlets. That's LinkedIn and Facebook. That's it. They don't focus on Instagram, um, TikTok, uh, some of the other ones out there. So it's really important to focus on what you do best. Some folks mm-hmm. speak well, so, you know, something like uh, a short form podcast could work well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, some people write very well. Some people use images very well. So it's mm. important to like kind of stay in your lane and um, and be where your potential guests and or associates are going to be. Because part of the uh, part of the great thing about local marketing is that you can just as easily hook um, a young person who's looking for their next job or their next yes. adventure as, just as much as um, a potential client or customer. And the cool thing mm-hmm. is they're very off, they're often related. So, you know, I look at, um, a lot of the uh, toy companies who are marketing to kids and they know that, that once the kids get hooked, they'll pull their parents in. So it becomes a symbiotic yeah. relationship. You're not just talking to one particular, um, one particular group of folks. Cool. Very good advice. Yes. The, with, with hiring being such a, a struggle that's ongoing within the space, it's so important to be, you know, put yourself forward as like a solid brand, a fun brand to work for more than just, um, you know, what people might push out on, on, on marketing channels to try to bring folks in that could potentially be, be, you know, come in to, to, to help grow your business, you know, whether it's back of house, front of house, whatever it might be. Yeah. I'm a big advocate of folks, um, using the technology that's right in their pocket, you know, their cell phones yeah. and uh, usually the, the camera devices on the cell phones are so advanced now. And I think the, one of the most important things is to be authentic. Um, any marketing that you're putting out there is really important uh, that it's authentic to you, your brand, your values. 
and not to make it too polished, you know, it, yeah. most, most of the attraction, uh, on videos you see are behind the scenes, uh, bloopers, uh, people just, uh, you know, having fun setting up and talking amongst themselves before the guests come in there. Sure. You can mm -hmm. use static images, static images have a place, but I think for most people, the engagement rate on video is so much higher than just static images. I would agree. Yeah. The majority of uh, learners or visual learners or people just process <clears throat> vision, uh, process information visually. Mm -hmm. Um, that's why as a marketer, it's like, that's typically where we go first is to develop the things that look good. You know, you always hear a picture's worth a thousand words. Just imagine what right. a video is worth. If you're able to showcase your process within the, the your, your, uh, unit or, you know, something about highlighting your people, um, whatever it may right. be videos where it's yeah. at. And, you know, taking a, taking a tip from some of the other um, emerging technologies out there, there are three or four different companies that come to my mind that have, you, that are focusing on short form videos as training mm -hmm. materials, as yeah. a way of kind of engaging with, you know, um, I hate to call it like the new generation because it seems like several generations, uh, everybody's, um, you know, it started out with the millennials, everybody talking crap about the millennials and then Gen Z's and Gen X's. <laughs> Uh, and I think every single one of those quote unquote generations have had um, something to teach us as kind of like I would consider myself uh, not necessarily a dinosaur, but certainly an elder in the space. Um, and <laughs> thinking about starting when I was 15 years old, you know, let's put me around 50 years now, being in the industry, if you can believe that. And every wow. single time to be able to shut up and listen, you know, ask really great questions mm. and then shut up and listen. Um, to these associates very often, they'll be a great um, source of information about where you should be, the type of stuff that they're watching as a great way of kind of uh, informing what type of content that you want to put out. Exactly. And like knowing your audience is so important. If you're trying yeah. to, to access new audiences, it's important to, to have a, a testing mindset so that you can constantly test mm -hmm. new things because what may resonate with your audience five years ago may shift you know, as kind of demographic shift or taste, uh, shift, um, it, it's, it's important to be able to, to recognize that and create content that resonates with your, your segmented audience. Right. I think, uh, you know, one of the old adages was, you know, if you're, if you're a restaurateur and you've been open for five years, it's time to do a complete, a remodel of your facility mm. as a way of continuing to uh, engage your, um, customers. And you may not be doing a complete rebrand, but just a way of right. freshening up the space. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you be doing that? Same, using that same type of philosophy when it comes to marketing, um, you know, direct mail used to be a thing. Um, and I still mm -hmm. get a ton of direct mail from, from, uh, restaurant companies through, and I'm like, uh, I wonder what their return on investment of that is, because it seems to me to be again it's so easy just to kind of shuffle that up and throw that away as opposed to yeah. um, something that's really going to engage you and grab you. Um, I, I can't tell you how many times I might be sitting outside uh, or taking a break from work only to flip through some short form videos on, on, on a social media platform mm -hmm. just because it's so engaging. So to me, that's, that's where um, the edge is right now, I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, kind of pulling on that thread is, is there something specifically that you've seen that's worked really well from a local marketing standpoint. I, um, the ones that, that I engage with again are kind of, uh, I'm thinking of this uh, one particular guy who's, um, has a hot dog restaurant and uh -huh. he has, uh, some crazy combinations. And so 
on a Friday, he'll pop up a quick little video where he's in the kitchen talking about that particular thing he's doing. And he's so excited that it's like, oh my God, man, I just, I gotta go try that. So again, the, it comes back down to that authenticity. He's not trying to be anything more of what he is, but he is sharing his enthusiasm for what he's doing. And someone might say, well, it's a hot dog. Yeah, but he's kicking butt, man. I mean, if, yeah. if, I got, if, I, if I got me and I was local, I would definitely be on the road down to him for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. You never know what's going to, what's going to stick and, until you just try things out, you know, yeah. I, 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 love, I love, uh, I love those outtake shots of like people, um, you know, talking about how fun it is to work there and stuff like that. To me, that's not only do I want to, it does that engage me as a prospective associate, but as a guest, you know, I want to be where people are happy and engaged. I don't necessarily want to go into a place where I'm just, I'm just another um, order going into the kitchen. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with that. Mm -hmm. For, for those who are struggling, you know, at the local level to drive traffic, to drive engagement, what's a suggestion that you could give them something they could start doing today or this week, uh, to start turning that around? Again, I think first off, I, I'd have to say congratulations, because it takes a lot of courage to take a look at what you're doing and considering is it working mm -hmm. or not? Uh, I think the tendency is like sticking to your guns and because you might think that, uh, that this best represents your brand or, I, I, you know, I can't be frivolous on the video or any kind of stuff like that. So I want to say congratulations and, and thank you for your courage and like taking a look at maybe something that's not working for you. Um, and number two, I would say uh, the first where I would go always is to my associates and say like, like, what are you guys watching? What, what's really engaging for you? Mm. Uh, and, um, and use them as a way to kind of inform what's going on. And I would look at, you know, are you being true to your brand? Are you being true to your core values? And does your personality come through uh, in what you're doing? Because again, I think, yes, the one thing about at the end of COVID is everybody came back to the restaurant because they were so desperate for that human connection. And now mm -hmm. that they're kind of for, now that they kind of have that, I think what has to come through now is that authenticity of, of, of the brand and what you represent as the brand as well. So being, be willing to be a little goofy and being willing to play with uh, maybe funny short form videos, as opposed mm -hmm. to anything that's trying to be too serious about, you know, what you do and what you represent. Uh, and, and I would also caution against passion because even though everybody likes to say, oh, you must be, you're so passionate about what you're doing. That can also be a double-edged sword. Um, so to be kind of neutral in your viewpoint um, and not so attached to the outcome, I think is really important because if you're not getting the engagement that you want, then maybe that kind of knocks you in the ass a little bit and maybe you don't do anything because you're like, oh, well, what's the point now? As opposed to maybe changing it up. The last thing I would say is look at your competitors in the market. Look at what they're doing. Uh, subscribe to their channels. Um, and if you see, say, a short form video that's got a lot of views, you can reverse engineer that to your brand. Um, you know, these imitation is the greatest form of flattery. But, you know, if it's working for somebody, it's bound to work for you. And there's probably just a few elements that maybe might not necessarily be present in what you're producing. Like, is there a good hook? After the good hook, is there a great summation? Um, are you actually bullet point this stuff? Are you, and then there's all the technical stuff as far as creating these little short form videos. But I would say those are kind of like probably three or four points that someone could actually start looking at right now and go, well, let me, what do I got to lose? What do I got to lose? Yeah. 
Yeah, there's there's some really good examples. So um, <laughs> there, the the ones that come to mind. So I had Troy Hooper on uh, a couple episodes ago, and he brought he gave a shout out to this company Cupbop, and they have oh. really funny, engaging TikTok videos, and their followership is pretty big, like yeah. relative to what you would expect uh, from from a restaurant. The other one. This guy cracks me up. I'm look at I see stuff every day. I followed him just because his content was so funny and engaging. Paul yeah. Tran. Paul mm-hmm. Tran over at Roll 'em Up Taquitos. So <laughs> many funny memes. I swear. I'm like, how do you think of all these things? And it's, it's like new memes coming out consistently. Yeah. And they're all very good, very engaging. And as a result, his audience is very, very highly engaged. So right humor is something that is definitely, you know, worth testing out if you haven't tested it. Yeah. I, and, to, and to your point, I think um, we all, because we invest so much of ourselves emotionally and physically into, um, into the work that we do in food and beverage operations that sometimes we take ourselves too seriously, man. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and while that might be, you know, a point of pride amongst other professionals, like think back to like holding chefs who like brag about how many hours they're working, like they're in the grind, I'm doing it, baby, you know, regardless of how much they're going to pay per hour, which is kind of goes back, beware of the passion thing. But when you start mm-hmm. taking yourself too seriously, then you, you come across as inauthentic and, and mm-hmm. no, nobody really wants to waste any time with that. So funny is, uh, I think completely underrated as far as a marketing uh, technique for sure. And if you look at, at the strength that it can give a brand, um, Think of industries like insurance, where mm. it's relatively like it's just a commodity what you're delivering. But the brands, if they really differentiate themselves based on humor, it's like bringing something oh to God. the insurance space that you would have never otherwise expected. You, right. know? you can think of you can think of flow. You can think of the guy with the emu. I mean, they're right. just poking fun. They're poking fun at themselves, <laughs> which again is a very endearing quality to a potential customer. It's like, yeah, you know, if they're willing to like kind of kind of make fun of themselves, then then why wouldn't I give them my money for sure? Exactly, exactly. Uh, though, very, very good advice. I think too, to, just to kind of add to that, Chef, is is if, you know, a lot of times people like with, with the conversations like this, like we're giving good tips or whatever, mm-hmm. but they might think, oh yeah, well, I don't really have the time or, you know, it right. just takes so much. It's such a heavy lift, but, no. you know, I would suggest just try something, just stand something yeah. up. It could just be something, like you said, authentic, unedited, mm-hmm. Just show a video of a process in the in the back of house and and right. you know prep on on some meal and just see you know what the engagement looks like and then you'll be able yeah. to kind of go from there. But start. Yeah, and there's you know all kinds of technological workarounds. You know, one of the easiest um, video editing apps to have on your phone um, is CapCut, and you can mm. take a short a piece of short form video in CapCut and. There's a small learning curve, but the fact is, is you can create this really highly engaging video with great little cuts, uh, relatively easy, um, and probably less than five minutes to do, you know, uh, a minute long segment, and you can have that up and as a testing device, right? So to be able to just look and see if that's got any engagement, if it's got any uh, drag. And um, one of the other ways is to use like Ask the Public, um, which is mm-hmm. this really cool um uh, really cool. Uh, it's it's kind of it's like it's a visual, tool. yeah. But it, but it makes it into this huge split off of like one of the 
questions that people are asking about that and mm-hmm. use the question as a way to start your hook. Um, and mm-hmm. so there's all, it doesn't cost any money. Uh, Core is a great place to search for questions about particular cuisines and stuff like that. And it could be something that's on your menu that someone has a question about how they make it. And dude, you mm-hmm. want to talk about traction? Yeah. You get that as behind <laughs> the scenes, like showing up, okay, this is the way that we're going to do it. Because there's lots of guys uh, and gals out there who are doing little cooking videos uh, where they're mimicking making a particular product from a restaurant uh, in their own fashion. How cool would it be mm-hmm. to like to, to grab that power back and say, well, this is actually how we're doing it, right? <laughs> yeah. You, you mentioned uh, earlier on in the conversation, you mentioned AI. I, I can't remember who the restaurant was and, and I'm kicking myself because of it, but there's, there's uh, a restaurant that was using chat GBT to create menu items. And then mm-hmm. they would put it on their menu to actually test new things. And they were making a ton of social content around it. It was right. actually some really funny stuff they were cranking out. It was like some, like the example I'm giving was around sushi rolls and mm-hmm. they, they were reading off the ingredients, the instructions. And then the sushi chef was like, uh, yeah, that's a California roll. Like, not interesting, <laughs> right? But then finally, it got to something that was new, and they they made it, and it was actually really tasty. And of course, in the yeah. video, the, the the sushi chef was like, he enjoyed it. Then I was like, ah, oh, you know, it's garbage. But it's uh, it's really, it was really entertaining content. I wish I would remember the name. Yeah, and there's, you know, uh, oh my gosh, I I mean, if you watch any short form videos on facebook or or any of the other ones there's a ton of videos around uh cutting edge ai tools i actually mm. used uh um chat gpt4 to create a authentic asian menu uh, for one of our episodes on turning the table because i just wanted to see like okay how is it and I actually showed it on the screen it was like crazy these items that they were bringing up and there was one that I thought, like, I got to try this, man. Just it's like a sin and hope because it was so, it looks so good. And, you know, yeah. given the, given, given the idea that, you know, these AI engines are generative, meaning they're trying to figure out what the next word is in the phrase. That's where they come across this idea that ChatGPT is actually hallucinating. Um, but if it's not continually referencing all the information that's on the internet, it, it can cannibalize itself. So in a mm-hmm. vacuum, the systems don't necessarily work very well, but if you consider that ChatGPT is is created to have a conversation with the user as a continual thing of like helping to refine it, mm-hmm. just don't take the first thing that it pops out, but just keep trying it. I mean, after all, yeah, um, the, these tools are not going to replace human beings, but they might replace a human being that's not using it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's they they really. I just look at them as just it just amplifies what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So if garbage in, garbage out. If you're putting a lot of garbage in, it's going to give you a lot of garbage out. But right. if you take the time to, to, to put the right inputs in, it's going to give, it's going to accelerate your, your outputs uh, exponentially uh, yep. to where you'd think that the, sure. the, the social content that you're creating and you have an entire team creating, but in reality you don't, it's, it's really incredible. Right. Yep. Um, so real quick, uh, chef, who would you like to give a shout out for doing something really cool or interesting or engaging from a local marketing perspective? A local marketing best. Oh my gosh. Um, that's a really good one. Uh, and I don't necessarily know if I have an answer about that. Um, that's I can edit this part out too, if we need to. Yeah. Uh, is there anyone you guys have had on? Oh, how about like wow, Bao? You guys had them in the show recently? 
Yeah, I would say um, out of anybody that we've interviewed on Turning the Table, I think um, Jeff Alexander from Wildbow, uh, they've done an incredible job at at saturating their markets with their brand. Um, and not only have they done it through great local marketing, but they've also done it almost bootstrap guerrilla style. His, mm. I think, I think the, they, the biggest piece that came out of that was a Jim, uh, my partner, Jim Taylor asked him a question and he said, well, well, we act as if we don't have any money. So a lot of the stuff very early on was them packing up a bunch of mm-hmm. uh, meals, taking them down to the Apple store when the Apple store first opened up because they knew that the people working there weren't going to get a chance to have lunch. So, um, mm. like filling up a, filling up a van of, um, of their, of their bows and taking it to the local university, um, mm-hmm. and giving them away. So they've done a really strong job at not mm-hmm. only guerrilla style marketing, at making sure that people recognize not only the brand, but what's actually involved in the brand, that bow, um, that every mm-hmm. time anybody ate one, they would go up. Wow, wow, wow. As a matter of fact, I was in an airport the other day and saw a person walking past with a wow, bow bag. And I'm like, look at that. <laughs> so, um, so I think they're doing an amazing job. And plus they're, they're, they're doing a great job in expanding their businesses in different verticals. Mm-hmm. So they're not resting on their laurels at all. And they're thinking mm-hmm. of some really creative ways to, to get their product out in front of people. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I've I think seen their, uh, I think it was a, a, a video, um, from NRA, uh, mm-hmm. where they, they were showcasing the machines, the kiosks that they have that yep. crank out the piping hot bows. I'm like, man, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, it was amazing. That's I mean, incredible. basically all you, all you need is a steamer and you can sell the product. So th- that yeah. was kind of their thing. And not every uh, food and beverage operation is going to be able to position themselves that way. Um, yeah. And the other thing that I think is really important um, right now is uh, for everybody to have the courage to niche down. I think um, the future of the mm. restaurant industry is going to be such that um, the more you're niche down into what you really do very, very well, um, is going to carry you a lot longer or a lot farther along uh, towards your success mm-hmm. than um, having a menu that's full of, say, um, you know, a little bit for everybody. Well, the problem with right. that is, you know, we try to please everybody. No one's happy. So that's to be right. known for the best hot dog, known to be the best taco, uh, mm-hmm. known to be the best bow. I mean, those things are really incredible and can form the basis of mm-hmm. a really superior um, marketing strategy moving forward. Because again, you're not trying to please everybody. And if you're doing a great job, those those customers are raving fanatics and will tell everybody about it. Yeah. Or they, well, or they will tell anybody because they don't want anybody. <laughs> yeah. They want to make sure that they have a table, right? They don't want to have to wait for a seat. <laughs> you know, it's interestingly enough too, like if you pare down your menu and, and be more focused on niche, it's like you're also cutting your operating costs cutting down all the the food that you have to store i mean it's mm-hmm. the ingredients the spoilage you know you're getting rid of all that stuff and it's just like so you're cutting your costs and you're driving more traffic and you're driving more business it's a win-win yeah the i think that's ultimately where the industry is going to find its its uh sweet mm-hmm. spot um and you know there's probably more shakeout from covid in the lockdown mm-hmm. that, and it's yet to happen the operators that have been more courageous about trying different things mm-hmm. to your point, Justin, you know, just getting out there and trying something I think are way mm-hmm. ahead of the curve. And, um, and those are the ones who are going to continue to, um, continue to try different things. I mean, the other person that I probably have to shout out is, um, is Sean Walchev, you know, because I've never seen anybody, mm. um, 
saturate a market like him. Man. I mean, he is constantly talking about brand, um, <laughs> what they do to differentiate themselves from everybody else. Um, I yeah. don't live close enough to try it, but I can't wait to go. Um, you know, Jensen Cummings is also another person who I really admire mm. as far as space is concerned. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think, I think, you know, marketing can also, you know, those of us that are in the service providing space can also learn a lot from, from these marketing ideas as well, because mm -hmm. again, how are you differentiating yourself from everybody else? And are you actually talking about, um, the problems that people are having in such a way that you can allude to the fact that you actually have a solution for that? And mm -hmm. I think, uh, uh, on the other hand, uh, restaurateurs need to be started looking at that as well. I mean, if you're looking for the best taco, you know, you gotta come here, man. If, if that's what your Jones yeah. is, then you gotta come and check this out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Those are all great shout outs. Those guys are on fire. Uh, I mean, <laughs> like you said, Sean is all over the place, man. And he's, yeah. he's such a gracious, just good dude wanting yeah. to help everyone succeed. Just right. incredible human being. So yeah, uh, I give a shout out to Sean as well. Uh, and Jensen's great too. Lots of great solid content coming from him as well. Like really interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, so I guess as we kind of head into wrapping things up, uh, chef, mm -hmm. we've got, you mentioned how, wow, wow. All they need to do is steam their food. They yeah. just need a steamer. Well, I've also heard from the grapevine that you love a good steam and love a good sauna. <laughs> <laughs> and given and given that you are the chef that you are, I thought this would be a great time to show <laughs> what I envisioned you doing in the sauna, steaming the veggies, prepping the meal. It reminds me of Kramer in the shower when he was cooking the yeah, pasta. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. I can't wait. Can't wait to see what you do with my AI. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know, chef, it was it was a lot of fun having you on the show. Uh, before we sign off, why don't you give us all, uh, I'm sorry, before we sign off, sign off, why don't you let us all know how we can follow you? Sure, Justin. Um, and again, thanks for the opportunity to be with you, man. I always enjoy our conversations um, mm -hmm. because I always walk away uh, a lot richer for it. So thank you for that. Um, you you can find me at um, cheflifecoaching.com. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn as uh, Adam Lamb on our Facebook as Chef Adam Lamb. Um, and, uh, I am, you know, doing my thing as far as like, uh, like looking at what's working and what's not working, uh, as far mm -hmm. as my own marketing is concerned. So this is always uh, a great pleasure to be with you because it gives me some stuff to think about. And even though, you know, probably already know this stuff, but to be reminded of it is, is, is a, is a great thing. So thank you. You bet. Yeah. Every day you learn, I learned something new every day, even if I've already known it, you totally, you forget about it over the years and it's like, oh man, yeah. that's a good nugget. I need to need to bring back. Yeah. Um, no doubt. Well, that does it for today. Make sure you follow and subscribe to, to chef Adam lamb, uh, follow, subscribe, turning. Let me start that over. Son of a, <laughs> did you touch, I did you touch it. the top I of the mic? I muted it with my chin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, that about does it for today. Make sure you follow and subscribe to Chef Adam Lamb, uh, to the Turning the Table podcast on LinkedIn, to Chef Life Radio on social and your favorite podcast platforms. Chef, it was a ton of fun having you in the lab today. Thanks for joining us and giving Thanks, us brother. your insights. Appreciate that. Thanks very much, Justin. You bet. As always, thanks for joining us in the local marketing lab. 
This podcast is brought to you by Evocalize. To learn how Evocalize can help you grow your business, visit evocalize.com. If you learned something new from today's episode, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook at Evocalize. That's E-V-O-C-A-L-I-Z-E. And on X at Evocalize Inc. And remember, keep innovating and trying new things. You never know what's going to connect with your audience until you try. And until next time, thanks for listening.